Yeah. Coming live to you and yours. That's gonna be What is going on, everybody? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night. Hello to all of the followers, supporters, listeners, commenters, critiques, and detractors. We salute you. Hello. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for taking the time to listen to another bonus episode because we haven't done a platform launch yet. Is another episode of the Real Real podcast. Give it up for yourselves. Give it up for the platform. Let's come on. Come on, everybody. Yeah, put the hands together. And as we go forward, just want to take some time, um, as usual. We've already thanked everybody, but I continue to thank the people who support us and who have given us uh, much inspiration into doing what we do on this platform. And uh, we just definitely always want to be appreciative um, publicly and give everybody their flowers. We try to get in, get in everybody's name as best as we can. Um, and if we don't mention your name, don't worry about it. It's coming in time. It's coming in time. Like I said, these are bonus episodes. So, you know, this kind of drives the way and paves the way for what we're doing. Um, the next step as we do these bonus episode uh, podcasts is to get all of our old interviews done. Um, really and truly, there's only one that, to be honest, that was on Instagram Live that has horrible picture. So we're going to be doing that in MP3 format and release it as a podcast. Um, hopefully the sound goes out well. And and before we go further, we want to apologize for the last episode that we did, um, which uh, I listening back, I, I really feel that the volume was way too high in terms of whether it was the mic or the music. So we definitely want to apologize to everybody because, yeah, hopefully it didn't make for a bad listening experience wherever you were. Um, we do our best to not have you know profanity and pejorative words um so you can listen to this and share it to whoever you want to and listen to this wherever you want to um without being in trouble uh from your boss or you know offending anybody else all right so definitely always thank you thank you thank you for your support you all are much love Without further ado, if I haven't said it already, I'm going to say it again. I am your host, Cass Ty, and for the next roughly, let's say about 30 minutes, because I actually started a little bit late, trying to organize some files, and we're going through this season of testing um, intro music. Um, so, I, you know what, one of the bonus episodes, um, don't know how you guys feel about it, but we're going to throw out you know, a couple of the intros that we already have. Um, and we want you guys to tell us, email us, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram, which song was the intro that you think we should go for on the launch or what we should keep separate for either the podcast, the live stream. I'll be honest. We're trying to have maybe two different intros. 
the live, we want to make it a little bit more upbeat, edgier. Um, the podcast, we want it to be a little bit more chill, relax, kind of a lo-fi vibe. Um, so let us know as we, we, as the next episode, we will, we will definitely have it, uh, have at least, you know, anywhere from five to 15 minutes, uh, not the full tracks, but we'll definitely give you a snippet and we definitely will leave the information on feedback as to where you can hit us up so we can hear what you have to say on those tracks. Um, without further ado. Again, we've already introduced myself. Um, you, you're aware of the platform. If you're not, we are the real, real, where we are real people having real conversations about real things. Um, definitely continue to support, like, follow us wherever you are. Um, and we will make sure in the coming episodes, especially with the covers, that we leave links to all of our platforms that we are currently on. Grow with us. You can't ask for more um even if we wanted to we wouldn't ask for more likes comments follow share subscribe that's all we need from you if you can do that for us we are so humble and we would be so happy to have you a part of the real real family um shout outs we'll, we'll we'll do shout outs uh another day um because i really want to get into this and kind of press for time today um, as usual, I already said it, but I'm going to put it out there. We need the HBO special. Yes. I need you to help a brother out, help cast tie out. I need you to like, I need you to comment. I need you to review. I need you to follow. I need you to share. I need you to subscribe. I need all of these. All right. We need all of these. The platform needs all of it. And if you like the episodes that we're pushing, um, we haven't done, like I said, the main platform launch. Um, we had to kind of revise the date because we realized some of our equipment um, is just not up to par where we needed to do a live stream launch. So we're going to be revisiting that. Um, but when we do do it, um, we definitely want the whole family and the whole force to be out in full effect. Um, you know, over the next year, you know, we, there's already plans for live events, live streams, merchandise, all of that good stuff, edgy interviews. We don't want to give away too much because we don't want to over promise and under deliver. Um, but that's what we've got coming in the works. So if you be so kind to join in and link is linking with us now. So that way, when we do the main platform launch, you guys will know exactly what we're about. All right. Um, you can find us on Facebook. If you look up the real real, um, I think it's underscore S C E. That will definitely lead us to our Facebook page. Um, if you're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it's at D-A-R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L underscore S-C-E. And you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at that name, at the real real underscore S-C-E. Again, that is D-A-R-E-A-L. R-E-E-L underscore S-C-E. Without further ado, let's get into tonight's conversation topic or point of interest. And I wish I had a designated topic for it, 
but I'll put it out there to the fellas, right? And and ladies, by no mean are we saying that you know you're not to get in on this. Um, but the first people that we want to hit is is the fellas, um, and then you know our ladies chime in, comment, you know, even if you think we're back crazy for what we're about to say, still get into it. And what I want to know is basically what are men's thoughts on dating in this day and age? And the reason why we're asking this question is because, again, you know, we woke up and had a meeting and one day, you know, between talking to our boss and, you know, a couple of our friends at the platform and just talking with them. You know, it was like, you know, we woke up one day and everything was cool. You know, the NBA was right where. It is for this generation, music, you know, fashion, everything kind of seemed to be on a steady par. And I don't know if I want to say it's as soon as COVID-19 hit, um, but it seems like the more people had to interact with each other is the more everybody realized or what was being displayed on social media is that men and women, especially in the black community, but worldwide, men and women have differing points of views. And when you mix in the, uh, I don't want to call it toxicity, but when you mix in the potency of feminism, the Me Too movement, the My Body, My Choice movement, um, I will say the narrative that is being trying to push that there's actual rape culture um, within the North American society. Um, when you look at these um, situations, um, even as it just goes to general male to female interaction, whether it's in the gym, in the workplace, in, in, in public spaces, let's put it like that, just to capsize it there. When you see these things, you see these interactions and you see the climate of what's going on both on social media and in present day in your general public arenas and public atmospheres and public spaces. I don't know about you, you all about there, but I have to start asking some questions because I don't understand it. Right. And. You know, we've in the last episode, we talked about. You know, uh, should men be able to opt out of being a father? But now if we go back even before a pregnancy happens and we start talking about the factors that are ruling, in my opinion, the dating scene today, you know, people are going to say, you know, well, you've got the rise of social media apps, you know, Bumble, uh, uh, Tinder, um, Plenty of Fish. And that's just to name a few because I don't even really know them like that. There's another one. I think it's called Buzzed or Buzz something another. I don't know. Like, like it's just weird to me um, that the first or one of the main culprits that I see being blamed in society for the degradation of the modern dating scene is social media apps. Well, to all my listeners to anybody who's going to hear this, stop blaming social media. Stop it. If you're if, if you're going to be specific to blame social media, then you need to say we're blaming content creators. 
We're we're blaming influencers. We're blaming IG models. We're blaming blaming the manosphere. We're blaming MGTOW. Name specific platforms or things that operate in social media. Don't just blame social media and use it as a black a blanket statement. Because the fact of the matter is, is this in my opinion. And I'm not going to call it a fact of matter. In my opinion, when I look out there and I see people throw this rhetoric around, well, I blame social media. Eh, you can't blame social media because back when Facebook just started, and I think, you know, the first time I really got my hands on Facebook, I was uh, living in Durham Region, Ontario, Canada. I think I was still in high school. Um, and yes, actually, I was in a grade nine going into grade 10. So this is 2000 to 2001. Um, Facebook just in, for me, in my world, Facebook just popped off. Right. And, um, you know, I had like everybody else, little, little, little Romeo and little Bow Wow was out. So every, everybody's nickname was little something. So I'm not gonna tell you guys what my email was, but it was little blank underscore 20. It was little underscore blank underscore 23 at hotmail.com. I thought I was, I thought I was a man put up my Facebook, didn't have a camera. I don't even think I had a picture or a camera or anything at that time. I think I got somebody, one of my next door neighbors to take a picture of me and throw it up there. We actually created the Facebook page at his house and, um, you know, everything was pretty straightforward. I had an understanding that, you know, the first people that I'm going to see on social media were you know, potential classmates, um, you know, people that I knew in my community, um, people that I knew that knew my family, family members, my brother, um, other females that I had either talked to or dated in the past, whatever it was, that's who I knew I was going to be seeing. And for me, it was great because now I get to end and I'm not going to lie. I was late at that time because I had missed out on MSN because my mom wasn't buying Internet for us. She was like, nah, you guys got cable and you got school. If you want to use the Internet, go to the library, um, the library. So I was just like, all right, whatever. Like I had to live with it. So I missed out on all of MSN um, Skype. Even when Skype was implemented, I was kind of late to the Skype party. So I had missed MSN. I had missed MySpace. Um, there was another platform called High Five. Um, for those of us that are in Toronto, we're in the T dot. You remember T dot Wire? Um, it's a shell of its former self now. I actually went and checked that back, checked it out, and it was what I see now is T dot Wire is horrible. Um, you know, for those of us that are of the African Canadian, African American, Black culture, race, we had Black Planet, which the old black planet coming out of the late nineties into the early two thousands probably was the best platform I'm talking about for building a web page, um, building your own kind of like profile. You had your, you know, your music player, um, you had your graphics, you had special emoticons, you had backdrops. I mean, like, like early black planet. If anybody remembers black planet, if you were around anywhere in the States, um, or Canada and, or, you know, European continent, African continent, Australian continent. If you remember any Asian continent, anybody that was around that remembers the early forms of black planet, I need you to hit me up. Cause we need to have a real conversation about the good old days. I'm not even lie. Like my, 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 I was so amped for that because I was like, I'm the king of R and B. 
that was that was that was part of my nighttime game. I mean, like y'all hear the voice, so like in the nighttime, I'll be like, yo, you know what I mean? And it, it it was for me. This was social media. It was T dot Wire, Black Planet, Facebook, High Five, and MySpace. And you know, if you were at, at least if you were active, you were going to get some major support. And the one thing that I've always found is anything that I was on. I always got support from the States. I didn't really get too much love from Canada. So I just kept it moving. Um, but when I did get love from Canada, you know, it was it was real genuine. Say all that to say this is that you take that trip down uh, memory lane. Um, sorry, everybody. <laughs> take that trip down memory lane and kind of just look at these things and say, okay, wow. Like, you know, social media, when it was, when it started was just such a great thing. Um, and it was great to see, it was great to interact, um, both with people that were in your hometown, in your country, in your province, in your state to people that are halfway across the world. Um, and even trying to learn what a scammer looked like social media was a real thing. And it was a real, it was a real game changer because now you know, making plans, connecting with people, everything was a lot easier as long as you had some type of access to an internet connection or your local library and you could go there or your friend's house. But then I wake up in, in 2019 and going through some changes in my own personal life and I see that everybody's on some, well, social media done messed up the way we dated, messed up the way women choose and instant gratification this and attention this and blah, 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 blah. And all these, all these, to be honest, crap points that whether we like it or not has given way to the content creation side of, 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 of social media. I say all that to say this. Why is it that? Or, or, or let, let me phrase it a different way. Ladies, what do you really want from men in general? No practice of misandry, no debauchery, no profane profanity, no ad hominems, no, 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 no insults. This is not a alpha beta conversation. It's a it's a it's a real question. What do you want from men? The typical complaint is from modern women is that men aren't the same anymore. They don't open doors. They don't, they don't, they don't want to pay for the date. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. And my question is, is what did you expect? Whatever wave of feminism that is operating right now, second, third, nuclear, I don't even know, first wave, whatever wave it is, right? I think it's actually the third wave of feminism. I'm, I'm not sure. So don't quote me on this. I don't know. I'll have to do research and we'll come back on another conversation with it. Whatever wave of feminism this is, what are you guys looking for? Because the initial argument that is was really pushed was, you know, decreasing the wage gap. Then we went from the wage gap to the Me Too movement. Women speaking out about being harassed, sexually uh, violated, sexually um gawked at and it kind of went from there and it that is spun and been its own 
dragon breathing fire that can't be controlled. You have the my body, my choice, you know, shout out to quote unquote. And I'm I'm not saying shout out to her because I support the narrative and what she's saying, Um, at least not the way she's saying it. But Amber Rose, you know, the slut walk, Um, you have Brittany Renner's of the world. Miss all athletes are stupid. And, um, you know, it's a good way to. You know, baby trap them and get a check and get your get your name attached to their bank account, um, which she's never going to live that down. I don't care how old she gets. The world is always going to remember that that is her. She's never going to change. She can't change. Um, it's not. I, don't, I can't even say it's not her fault. It is what it is. So with that said. Then you have the narrative that there is a culture of, I'm not going to say the other word. Actually, you know what? We're not, we're not pulling no punches over here. You, then you have the narrative that there's a culture of rape going on in North America that all men carry. So, My question to women first is, what do you want from men? My question to men is, what do you think about these things that are basically being used as weapons or they're being weapon? These narratives are being weaponized and these these action points are being weaponized to basically destroy men. It is open misandry season and yes, You know, women are going to listen to this and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, that's not true. And that's not something that's propagated. If you go on your TikToks, if you go on Facebook reels, if you go on YouTube, this is what we see. It is open season on men. But at the same time, especially in the black community, and I am being black, being African Canadian myself. Right. I will say this. I have never seen a time that is more deplorable as this because black women want to get up there and say black men are trash. You don't support your father. You barely put a good home and infrastructure around your son so that they can grow up and succeed. And then you have the nerve to turn around back to the society that you're not helping to build up in a cons- in a constructive manner, at least not all the time. And the ones that are working for it, there's, it it's a very small group. And I'm talking about North America wide. I'm not talking about an individual state or county or city or region or municipality or province. I'm talking about the whole country, the whole North American continent. And the West Indies and islands, Trinidad and Tobago, every, everywhere that black people are. Yeah. What are, we, what are you guys really doing to build up anything that can combat this narrative? Because men, if you don't realize it, we're kind of out here on our own. And the thing that I don't want to say bothers me to my core, but it's something that I think about often is for those men that are married. For the men and the women that these narratives don't apply to. If you are going to be socially relevant, you have to be aware of these narratives and you cannot necessarily live your life as if they don't affect you now i'm gonna get into some hard points and women and men this is where we're going to kind of divide the road 
or the room. And I'm going to kind of try and make it as clear as to which side am I really on and what are my thoughts and views. So let's start from the top. Feminism. I don't understand it. Again, like I said, it was what started with one argument and I think 100 arguments later, I'm being told that these are new arguments. However, short of the the pay gap, right, according to gender pay gap uh, and that argument, everything else I've heard growing up in the late 80s, all through the 90s, early 2000s, up until this point. Women, your arguments have not changed. And some of you will listen to this and be like, well, yeah, if, if our arguments and our complaints haven't changed, don't you think men should change? Here's the thing. The men that you all or the majority of you women have been hurt by, guess what? They were the same men in the 90s, early 2000s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, 1900s, 1800s. Men have been the same. Right now, are there different tiers of men? 100%. I can honestly say this. I wish I could say I'm a high value man or a top tier man. I'm the top G. Shout out to Andrew Tate and prayers up for him and struggles that he's facing in Romania and with uh, modern women. Good luck to your brother. But yeah, I'm not a top tier man, at least not yet. I'm not the high value man according to the criteria that dictates what a high value man is, but I'm on my way there. Right. And I'm not a top G. I think actually my days of being a top G are actually way over because to be a top G, you need to also have some type of street influence or access to street knowledge and access to street protection. So I think there's a whole lot of us that are going around in today's society that are calling us, yo, I'm a top G. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're an above average, average guy. That's, that's, pretty much what you probably are right and that's not a problem it means that we are somewhere between five eight to six one um it means or six foot it means that we make anywhere from 35 to 55 or 35 to 60k um it means that you know for an aspect we know some basic things you know we know how to change our oil we know how to spot check our cars um you know we can cook a little bit. We can maintain the grass. We can, you know, deal with the chores at home. We're we're a jack of all trades, but we're not exactly masters of a bunch of things. But as I said, men, what do we think about these things? What do we think about feminism? What do we think about the Me Too movement? My body, my choice, rape culture, right? What do we think about these things? And how do these things make us feel? Because I'm not going to lie, the first thing is, is I'm very saddened for the black community worldwide. We will never be the same. We, we, I feel like we had a rare opportunity to write the ship, rewrite our narratives. Black women, take back your image, take back your narrative. Black men, take back your image, take back your, narr- your narrative. And somewhere within the last five years, everything didn't just get derailed it was bombed it was nuked and i'm still trying to figure out personally how did this happen was it a move of society was it a change of time what was it so i don't know feminism 
and and I did the math, and and you know, like I said, I, I I'm an average earner. Um, I'm in the latter scale of fifty five thousand, and, and and currently making my way to graduate to the next level, you know, sixties, seventies, and so on. And me and my wife, we did the we did a brief calculation, and you know, for her being, um certified in her field um has her her qualifications from what i would say and and what most of us in in toronto would say are some of the best colleges and universities actually one of the best colleges and most revered and one of the best universities most revered yet still through i don't want to say dumb luck right but a little bit of luck a lot of persistence and a lot of hard work, I was able to surpass what she was making income-wise. And it doesn't mean I was I'm, I'm focused on trying to beat her. My wife compliments me very well. She also compliments the competition side of me, which is I will use anything to try to make myself better. So doesn't mean I, 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 I can't be a loser or take a second seat. I'm just not going to stay there for long. Like, you know, you got three days to be on top and then you know we'll see where we'll recalibrate and see where we're at after that but i never took it as a slight but when we did their calculations i did see and we were able to see that i was making 75 cents to our comparable dollar i was still ahead of her by 75 cents now does our little test in my home, uh, does it quantify or qualify the um, the, the 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 gender pay pay gap argument? Not really, because um, as many other platforms do, Fresh and Fit, this is one of their main talking points about how women choose certain jobs that are more per- people orientated, and men do more jobs that revolve around things and calculation, STEM, science, technology, engineering math um whereas women are mostly people people persons and will choose jobs that are um lower paying on on the totem pole i don't know how i feel about that um what i can say is i do believe that there is a strong narrative of truth to that um but what i will say is i think that a more transparent um test needs to be done um, that will take into account, you know, emotional impact, relation, relationship impact, um, health impact on a person's job and work cycle and how much they're going to money they're going to make in a year compared to what they were hired at. Because I would even argue that there's women that have been hired for, let's say, $50,000 and up, but they might not have as many working days fulfilled in a calendar year that should bring them to that exact uh, equivalency, um, let's say, before taxes are taken out. Um, from the men's side, I really don't have any complaints about it. Um, I've never gone into a job and ever felt that I was being underpaid. Um, and even when I did feel that, everything that I was wondering was always made transparent to me. We're not going to talk about that now. We're going to save that for another episode. The next thing I want to talk about, because this definitely impacts 
the most. Actually, you know what? We will finish. I don't. I actually don't know how, which order I'm going to bring these three up in. I know I want to keep the rape culture comments for last. The my body, my choice. You know what? We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll tackle that right now. Is it your body, women? Yes. Is it your choice? Who you sleep with and how you conduct yourself in a sexual nature? Yes. Here's the problem with that. It's also your accountability and your responsibility, right? I'm going to say something not popular, probably going to get a whole bunch of flack back for it. Don't really care. Ladies, men do not care about your body count. Let me explain that. We don't care why your body count is as high as it is or as low it is as it is. In the sense to say is, we're not going to really lose any sleep. And I'm not talking about your top G guys or your high value men. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking about just average guys, right? If you have a problem telling the truth about your history or your past, then you need to operate in a way where it doesn't become part of the conversation. I should not be able to look at you, Right? And the first thing that comes to my mind is, ah, she been around, because I'll tell you what this looks like, right? And and ladies, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some a little bit of insight as to even why men would care about this. Now, again, different platforms, mainly Fresh and Fit, that I hear, uh, make the uh, narrative or the conclusion that the reason why men care about body count, especially coming from earlier civilizations of society and culture up until now, is that we want to be able to ensure paternity of the offspring that comes as a result of sexual interactions between a cisgendered male and a cisgendered heterosexual female. Now, in other words, we're trying to make sure we they, there there was a narrative of trying to make sure that the woman you are seemingly committing to does not have a Jezebel reputation in the streets. Again, ladies, we understand that your life is your life, your body is your body, and that has nothing to do with us. Being as it doesn't, here's the problem with the fact that you should be holding all responsibility and accountability for that is when we go in public. Now, again, this is 2023, so I don't know what anybody's doing, but I know in 2000, anywhere between 2000 to 2000, let's say 13. Now, brothers, homies, bro, men, if you're out there, I need you to hit the comment section Leave the comments if this part is true or not. And we are at the um, 35 minute and 20 second mark. There is nothing worse than a, to a guy than to be walking through the mall. You're walking with a woman that, you know, you think she's fly. She looks good. She smells good. She's presentable. She got a little attitude, but she got some spunk to her. She's not rude, but you know what I mean? She can hold her own. And you sitting there just walking her because, you know, you know, the whole mall sees her bodily. She's aesthetically, she's pleasing. You know, her, her, her physical pokertude is just off the charts and you're loving it because now you're getting attention based on the fact that not only did you rope her, but you have her beside you and other people, other guys want her. The worst situation to ever have happen in public is for another guy to come up and be like, yo, dude, oh, where did you meet her from? 
the minute one guy asks another guy that question, the first thing is, is why are you asking me this question? We're not even, we don't even know if we're going to answer the question because the next thing we want to know is, okay, how do you know her? Because if you don't know her, you wouldn't be asking this question, but clearly you know something that I don't know. And ladies, when we men get approached by other men in public spaces asking us about the woman that we're with in that nature, body count is the first thing that comes to our mind. Where's she been? Who's she been with? And this is something, again, we don't talk about openly, but it does happen. Ladies, are you all aware that if there is a quote unquote, one of our homies, one of our boys, one of our brothers in the circle that he's the proverbial dog pissing on every fire hydrant. Everywhere he goes, he's just got to, you know, get that hunch in his back. Especially if we know how he gets down because of storytelling and, you know, it being validated by other females. We know that he's a raw dog type of guy. We label him as a dirty guy and we don't generally mess with the girls in any serious matter that he has been around or interacted with on any relational level or sexual level. It is what it is. You could say my body, my choice, all you want to. Great. I don't care where you've been. I don't care who you've been with. I don't care how you treat yourself or the fact that you like to devalue yourself and sexually objectify yourself. That is on you. It's your body, your choice. Here's the thing is, I or men do not have to be responsible for where you've been. All we need to be responsible for is where we and our, and, and the, 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 the goal or the vision for our life, where are we heading to next? Women, you, you're out, you, like all I see on social media is, Oh, you know, I'm going to support him and, you know, we can be partners and build together like, yo, this is not Batman and Robin. You're not trying to save the world. And even if we are trying to save the world, it ain't going to be out in the streets. You're going to save the world and impact the world by having a good home, letting your community know what a real wife looks like, what a real husband looks like. That's how you become partners to to affect the world. It's not about getting rich together. Don't let Jay-Z and Beyonce fool you because Jay-Z done cheated on this girl nine times out of ten. But y'all was out there wasting your money talking about single ladies. Oh, I'm a single ladies. Oh, I'm a single pieces of crap. Like, st- like stop the foolishness. And this is the problem that we're really facing. Women will accept lies from the general public and from people that do not have your life or your personal value. At heart for them. You are nothing more than a person who's going to spend money on their CD. But you will die for them. And say that this person and this female and this rapper and this actress. They paved the way for us. No, they probably did not. They really didn't. So what I am saying is. It's your body. It's your choice. Yes. But what you need to do. Or what I would have. I would, what I would advise my daughter is to protect her value because her value is not tied to where she went to school, is not tied to how much money she makes. It's not even tied to how good she looks. 
it is tied to where she throws her body and how many times she throws it around. Now, if she wants to be publicly ridiculed and get into a situation where receipts start getting pulled in public or on social media, that's her business. Why? Because it's her body, her choice. I'm not obligated to save her from that. I'm obligated to love her in spite of that. Now, as a father, that is going to be easy for me to do because to a high degree, I can still separate my public reputation against her private reputation. However, when you flip the narrative and it's not a father-daughter situation, it is a husband-to-wife situation. It is a girlfriend-to-boyfriend situation. It is a, oh, I'm dating her or I'm talking to him situation. Ladies, you got to understand, men don't post what we know all over social media. But You see that barbershop talk? Y'all is worried about it because of the things that we say about sexual interactions with women. What you all should be afraid of is the stories that we're disclosing about Becky, Linda, and Donna and how many men in this barbershop in your local communities know all know Becky, Linda, and Donna. That's where your whole my body, my choice, that's where you really need to pay attention to it. Now, I'm going to digress very hard and go into another section of this, the Me Too movement, because it's going to lead us into our last topic, then it's story time, and then I'm out of here because I'm actually late. The Me Too movement, ladies, is the reason why men will never be what we used to be in the day, chivalrous, you know, for a lack of a better example, the all-encompassing human Clark Kent might look good, but I'll definitely defend you whether I'm going to lose or not. Those days are over. Do you understand me? Those days are gone. Completely gone. And you know what? I'm actually not going to talk about rape culture because I haven't done enough studies to see right now what is the going rate of stats of rape in America and Canada. And I have not reviewed how many cases on average are not reported. So until I do that, I'm actually not going to talk about rape culture because I think I would be doing it a disservice. But I will talk about this Me Too movement then it's story time. We're out of here. So I want to say this like this. Ladies, this whole Me Too movement thing that you've done. Now, when the women were going after uh, people that literally did them some type of sexual harm or physical harm in any way that was unwanted, whether it was verbally announced or not, I was and and still am in complete support of that. But when you start extrapolating that into other areas of life and walking around in public spaces to the degree where men feel unsafe, that's where I have a problem with it. And I've had a problem with this for years. And these two stories that I will tell 
will let you guys know exactly my frame of mind. Ladies, you have done such a good job of killing your own dated market, whether you're an average woman or what you want to call a high value woman. It doesn't matter. Celebrity doesn't matter. CEO, corporate executive, I don't care. You killed your own market. You did. By not walking a fine line when it comes to dating and sexual interactions, women, you, through this Me Too movement and a lack of accountability, you have single-handedly destroyed your own ability to be able to experience a traditional, chivalrous, caring, aware guy. Because guess what? Men are tired. And I'm not even talking about passport bros or anything like that. But I am going to sit there and 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 agree with Fresh and Fit and say that, yes, the best thing that a man can do is literally up his game, up his intellect, make sure he secures a high-value trade skill and soft skills, Make sure he's qualified out of a credible university or college. Get the years of experience in. Get in the gym. Save your money. And become the quote unquote high value man. Because if you're going to be stressed about dating, you might as well be stressed about dating when you can afford not to be stressed about anything else. And when I say anything else, I mean bills, where you're living, what you're clothing, you're eating, all that stuff, insurances, life insurance, health insurance, all of that. If you're going to deal with dating in this modern day, 2023 going forward, become a high, it's better to become a high value man than to just sit as an average guy thinking that, okay, I'm going to break the ladder every other year and I'll be okay. Now, I personally speaking, or a guy like me can afford to do that right now. One, because I'm married. So to be quite frank, and I'm guys, I'm not trying to rub this in your face. This is more of a hit for the women. I, I, I God bless me. I literally remember where I was when I turned around and said, I saw the way dating was going back in 2011. And I said, yo, I need to spend a year by myself and wait for my wife or wait until I see the woman that I'm going to qualify as my wife because the way the dating market was already in 2011, 2010 was messed up. Now, did it give me a couple great stories that I will share over Time and different episodes in this podcast, 100%. (laughs) But at the same time, it's also left me with some scars and some PTSD because I don't know how things got this bad. Even myself, I love my wife. I care for the the ladies in my family. I, I genuinely respect women's boundaries and women in general society. But I've told my wife, if she thinks that I'm just going to go around holding doors for women, as I did back in the early 2000s and the 90s, that's over. Compliments? No. 
Oh, your hair is done. Not my. Hey, I don't care. Not a. I I don't have no time for HR to come to me because I like I like the fact that you got curls. And ladies, I've heard the arguments. Well, men need to be more um, socially ad- uh, adept and 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 have a great awareness so they don't they know what a compliment is and what not what is not going to take it too far. I'll agree. I will agree. I will definitely agree. But I agree out of the sentiment of this time, not out of the sentiment out of the 90s and early 2000s. Because in those times, you could literally and pull up to a attractive woman, cisgendered heterosexual female, for those who don't know what that is. Um, you could pull up to her and say, hey, how you doing? My name's Cass. I, I saw you from across the room and find you very attractive. And I figured I want to come over here and talk to you a little bit. I like her hair is done. That definitely the way your hair is done, your style definitely does it for me. You used to be able to say something like that and literally be completely fine. Now, if you say anything and your approach is wrong, you're screwed as a guy. First of all, it's the public humiliation. And then, God forbid, if you're at work or any shot of security, especially if she doesn't like you and doesn't find you attractive, not only are you getting the most distasteful turndown that I've ever witnessed. Now, it's never happened to me, thank God, because of my work skills, I know how to get in and get out. And even when I'm being rejected, it's like sales. Oh, one no is another yes. So it is what it was. I didn't have no problem getting a no. I needed one more no to get to my next yes. But in this generation, we're sitting here focusing on what's being said to us out of the aspect of like, I got to protect myself. I got to protect myself if I'm on the bus, the subway, street corner, gas station, grocery store, church, wedding, school, home, like what like what did you women think was going to happen? You thought you guys were just going to be able to scream me too, throw a whole bunch of cases on a whole bunch of men and we weren't going to walk around me and like, okay, forget relationships? You really thought that was going to happen? Like, no, honestly, talk to me. Talk to me. I mean, I don't want to hear no crickets in the comment sections. I want I want to really get some engagement and some feedback because women, you clearly didn't think about this. And and maybe let's say it's not even the general populace of women. Well, then the, those who you allow to represent you without them facing public backlash, whether they're lying or telling the truth. Women, without you holding other women accountable, you leave yourselves open to men's comments, which is what you already don't like. So I don't see why you wouldn't just literally all band together and hold each other accountable. I don't know. I don't know why. Why wouldn't you just hold each other accountable for the best outcome possible? So men, this is what I will say. Protect yourselves. 
no compliments. Now, you can be a nice guy, right? Chivalrous, well-mannered, stoic. All right. You can be that guy. Anything over the top of that? No. She's not if she's not the woman you are going to engage, she doesn't get that type of of type of treatment. And ladies, you guys have been exp- experiencing this for years, especially the, the for you ladies that get cheated on. But then he goes to another woman and he's the best man he can be. He's G.I. Joe, Superman, Batman. He's he's public enemy number one, but he's Eminem. But at the same time, he's Denzel Washington. But at the same time, he's got a six pack and he's six foot. Yeah, you know I mean, he's got it going on. But ladies, I'm going to tell you straight truth. Men are going to start treating you differently as if openly. And, 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 I, and I will say this to men, brothers, we need to tell, start telling these, 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 these ladies, hey, you're a risk. You're not a reward. You are a risk. Your whole energy screams risk. None of it screams reward. So men, we need to protect ourselves. You go to work. You go to the gym, you're on the bus, you're on the train. Hey, I'm going to coin the phrase here. Well, I can't even coin it because it's, a, it's, it's, it's within the medical field. But I'm going to apply it to here. Do not resuscitate. DNR. Stop trying to resuscitate these, these females. Every time something happens to them at work, you, hey, how's everything going? Nah, man. Oh, snap. Oh, you broke up with you? That's that rough. All right, what's that got to do with me? Like, like. Well, I just need somebody to talk to. Okay, but why me? Start asking questions. Because here's the thing. The reason why these ladies do what they do and say what they say is because too many men simp on too many levels. Whether it's watching pornography, subscribing to OnlyFans and paying monthly membership fees like, you know, constantly messaging women that really aren't giving you any type of reciprocation of interest what why would you do that some people have looked at me like yo yo Cass one minute you, you you were all up and then the next minute you were just cold yeah because you was wasting my time and I ain't got no time to argue with you so when you figure out how the phone works when you figure out how my number works you message me Oh, you're so rude. All right, you'll, you know what? Here, go find yourself a nice guy because I ain't about to change for you. Leave it at that. Respectfully, I'd rather respect you and not waste your time than to think of you in some way, shape, or form and you're wasting my time. Men, you need to start putting value on everything about you, your money, your time, your sexual energy, your emotional energy. If it's not your family members, yo, these random women out there that you just happen to find physically attractive in a moment of lust or just window shopping, stop going overboard as if you're going to make these women your wife. We don't even need to do that anymore. We don't need to lie. We don't need to cheat. We we don't need to do any of it. You don't like where you're at? Walk out. And, you know what I mean, for those who know me behind the platform, will say, well, you know, what about you and your wife? Like, 
you know, if she was doing this, would you, would you, would you literally, would you, would you, would you leave her? No, that's my wife. I know the woman I married. I know the woman I've been dating. She's far above like the women of today. It's not that she's not in their league. The women of today are not in my wife's league. So I don't got to worry about that. She carries herself as a queen. She represents our family well. And in turn, when I leave the house, I do the same thing. I don't put her in situations where she's going to go somewhere and some next random female is going to come up to her and be like, oh, Cass was in my inbox. Cass was on my phone. Cass sent me a message. Cass sent me money. Because no offense, I did not get married to keep dating. And when I say keep dating, I mean, I didn't commit to one person to try and leave and have to go find another. That's why I stopped dating and I started being intentional. So men, what we need to do is overall, the same way we're intentional with our money and our fashion, we need to be intentional with our emotional time, our sexual resources, and our monetary resources. And literally, like, yeah, even an aspect of friendship, which I count as intellectual time and emotional time and intellectual energy and emotional energy. Yeah, yeah, like we can be friends, but we need to classify what this friendship really means. Does it mean you're allowed to phone me at three o'clock in the morning? I mean, it depends on what's going on. Do you need some help? Something going on at your house? Do you need, Okay, cool. Nah, but you you know, you don't just walk over to my apartment or run in my house when you want to. There's rules and regulations. And men, you have to understand, we cannot live our lives the way women live their lives. So all this crap talk about, well, she can pay for the first date. Stop that crap, man. Oh, uh, why can't we go 50-50? Stop it. That is not our job to worry. Our job is to be men. Let them figure out how to be women. Because if they haven't figured it out by now, trust me, us complaining on them is not going to help them figure it out. As long as we can tell them, hey, y'all ain't accountable for y'all's, y'all's, y'all's crap, then we can move on and get to the next level. I'm going to end today's episode with these two stories. Sorry about that. So I'm going to end it here with these two stories. Okay. So when I was, when I was in high school, when I was in grade nine, I remember there was, I was in communications class. There was this girl I liked and you know, anybody who's been in communications class or dealing with any type of videography work, you spend a lot of time in the digital audio room, you know, it's dark, it's nicely lit, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. Right. And at my high school at the time, um, where I'm from during that class, even when you weren't in that class, you know, people would invite you in there, make out, get down, get busy, whatever it was, because teacher was just never really around. So one day I'm in there, this girl, I like her, whatever, but um, nothing happened. So as we're going on with the school day now, little unbeknownst to me, there was another guy that she liked, but that guy had seen us together. So this girl made up a story and said that I 
raped her. I didn't find this out till the end of the day. So when I heard this, I lost my mind. So with not necessarily the whole school behind me, but with a good chunk of people behind me, I went and approached the girl at her locker. And I said to her straight, I said, you said I did what? She got locked jaw. Didn't say anything. I said, what did you say? I'm like, you said this? She's like, yeah. Then she, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. It's not true. Da, 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 da. I lost it. I was like, yeah, it's not true. I'm like, so here's what we're going to do. Me and you are going to go to the office and explain this to the teachers. Or I'm going to call the news. We're going to call your parents. And I'm going to call the police. And I'm like, if you think I'm joking, leave the school grounds and you'll see exactly how messy this situation gets. I'll have all this garbage on the news by tomorrow morning because Durham board of education is not going to like that. This situation is happening and it's on their property. So I went to the office and in a fit of rage called for the principal, told the principal what happened, told her, I was like, yo, go find her, bring her down here. I'm like, because if she doesn't get here down here before I have to go home because I've got my brother to pick up, I'm going to be calling the police and I'm going to be calling the news and you will see certain people show up here tomorrow. So principal calls her down to the office and asks her, you know, what happened? Da, 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 da. And the principal was like, you know, can I bring her in to talk? I said, no, I'm like, I don't trust her. and I definitely don't trust you guys. So here's what I want you to do. If you're going to bring her in, call her parents, make her parents come down here. And the teacher and the principal, you know what the funny thing is? The principal had the nerve to tell me, oh, I don't think that's necessary. Da, 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 da. So I, I, I went eight mode on her, on the principal. I was like, yo, you guys suspended me for saying the word ass in class. Suspended me. Nearly got me three months of ass whooping by my own mom at home. And y'all think that y'all not about to call this girl's parents? For the things that you suspended me for. And this is this could end my life as a black man. I'm going to call her parents right now. I don't even want an apology from her here. I want her parents here. Don't call her parents here. I'm calling the police. So they called their parents. Parents came down. I explained to her parents what happened. I said, there's your daughter. Talk to her. You know the parents. Oh, well, what did you do to my daughter? I was like, ask her. She's right there. This girl had to admit in front of her parents and the principal that she said I raped her because she liked another guy that didn't want to talk to her because he thought that me and her were dating. I'll say that again. She admitted to her parents that the reason why she said I did, I raped her was because another guy that she liked liked her but didn't want to talk to her because I seemingly was in the picture she belongs to the streets if I could tell you how enraged I was that day 
when she admitted that in front of her parents, obviously the parents went into, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. And, you know, we never raised you like this. And da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't even care about all that. I don't care how you raise your daughter because this action is reflective of y'all's. And if it's not, not my problem until I know otherwise, I'm holding you guys accountable for what your daughter did. I'm like, I turned to the girl. I said, why did you do this? She's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I'm like, you're not sorry. You're sorry that I found out. You're sorry that I'm willing to ruin everybody's reputation to make sure that you don't pin something on me that never happened. Like, it was so bad. I never got to hold hands with the girl, never got to cup a booty, never got to touch her the small of her back, never got to touch her earlobe. Nothing. Girl never even got shoulder close to me. All because she didn't know how to rope the guy that she actually wanted and I was seemingly in the way. From that day forward, I put the school and her on notice. I said, if she's in any of my classes, I want out of those classes. I do not want to be around her. I do not feel safe. If you do not do this, I will get the police back here. I will get the I will get the news here and we're going to have problems. And the school dealt with it. School dealt with it. They moved me from her classes, separated us. I openly ridiculed her and exposed her business to everybody in the school. She got cheese and I told her straight out, I don't care. I don't care. You don't know how to rope a man without without sending another man to jail and setting another man up. That's your problem. That's your problem. He's like, oh, everybody's hating on me now. Blah, blah, blah. Like that. Again, you opened your mouth. You lied. That's your issue. And the joke is, I'm not even going to lie to you. I seen her a couple years back in, a, in, in one of our, our city malls. And the anger and the rage from that day, seeing her walking around, it just came right back up. I can't even lie to y'all and sell, say that I was over it. No, I've never been over it. Because that one situation alone let me know that any female that wants to remove a man for the sake of how she feels will do it by any means necessary and will not think twice to wreck his life just because she wanted, because it was her body, her choice, because it's me too, because gender pay gap, because she had a narrative that she wanted to spin to make her life better. She was willing to ruin mine. From that day, I've never looked at women with this lens as if they can do no wrong. Now, I didn't mean to make the, the ending of this episode get heavy. I know I said I had a second story, but I think, I th- I think we've kind of I think we've crossed over and covered enough for today. And um, probably the longest episode to date, we're at an hour and seven minutes and 30 seconds. So if you're still around, I thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, we're definitely going to have to be a, do a part two because, like I said, I wasn't going to comment on rape culture. Uh, we still I want to dig a little deeper into my body, my choice and the Me Too movement. So we're probably going to do a part two to this as well and uh get it ready to go but uh 
to the men out there, yeah, protect yourselves. And to the women, start being accountable for your own life. Start being accountable. And stop thinking that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. Life itself will hold you accountable. There will be a job. There will be your your quote-unquote perfect guy that you see. Something will happen, and it will hold you accountable. If you do, if you choose to not hold yourself accountable, and likewise, the same, the message is the same for men. You don't want to hold yourself accountable. You want to run out there and do stupidness. Well, life will find a way, and not just karma. Now, life itself is an energy force, and it will find a way to give you what you deserve. To coin the phrase and end it here, from um, Doctor Strange, the bill comes due always sorry i had to give you guys a little oh oh i had to give you guys a little you know a little superhero vibes a little canny tension moment but no the bill comes due always and it has no respecter of gender title or money bill always comes due Men, protect yourself. Women, definitely protect yourselves, even from yourselves. I cannot say that in any more stern fashion. So, for now, we're going to close it here. Peace in the T.Dot streets and the rest of the world. We love you. Thank you again. Give us the HBO special. Like, subscribe, follow, share, comment, critique. We want it all. We want all the smoke. And if you have anything that you want to run by us, get our opinion on, you can hit us up at our email, derealreal.sce at gmail.com. That is D-A-R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L dot S-C-E at gmail.com. Until we meet again, peace out. And have a great night.